0: This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by our listeners, patrons, and friends. If you would like to learn how to support this podcast, visit www.patreon.com writingexcuses. Season 12, Episode 30.
1: This is Writing Excuses, Tools for Writers.
0: Fifteen minutes long.
1: Because you're in a hurry. And we've got tools that make us Smarter. Well, make us pretend to be smarter, really. They make up for our human deficiencies. You know what,
2: my my hand brain.
1: (laughs) Um. Just a reminder, because we're switching around the cast a lot. I'm Brandon. I'm Piper. I'm Dan. I'm Howard. Yes. This is a weird year, um, but I'm very excited how it's going. Yeah. Um, And we're going to dig into a topic. I get asked this question all the time at signings. I don't know if it happens to you guys as well. People want to know what software I use. So we're going to talk... The actual physical software, the computers we use, stuff like that. So what's your writing software, Piper?
0: Oh, gosh, that's a complex answer. Uh, So here we go. (laughs) Bear with me. Um, I travel 85% of my time because I manage a day job in which I am a road warrior and frequent flyer, as well as um, being home and writing in an office. And so when I am at home, I write on an Alienware. Um, Mm. Well, I switch. At Mm. my desk is an Alienware. Uh-huh. And I have Office Alienware 365 laptop. Tower. laptop. Um, and then when I need to stay away from my desk because I have cramps in my lower back and I have to go <laughs> sit someplace else, I have a MacBook Air. And uh, again, but so what I use is I use Scrivener on my MacBook because Scrivener is was originally designed for Apple software. And so while there is, um, it is available for Windows for PC users. I actually like Scrivener
2: on the MacBook better. Okay. I've heard a lot of good things about Scrivener for Mac. Ex- explicitly as opposed to mm. Scrivener on the PC. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so the idea behind Scrivener, happy listeners, and if you are a person who in, um, participates in National Novel Writing Month, um, usually Scrivener has a 50% off coupon if you win the month. So trying out the software, totally um, feasible, especially if you win Na- Nano Rimo? Rimo? Um, But the idea behind Scrivener is that it's multi-functionality. The idea is that you can do what I call component-based authoring, is you can split up your writing chapter by chapter, scene by scene, act by act, whatever level of granularity works for you. Um, And it also has different views. So you can look at it like it's Microsoft Word with the word processing section. You can have a little section for notes. You can even store images in there. You can store links and research in different spots. Or you can also use their index card view to do your plotting. Um, and so I know a lot of writers, and I do, use those index cards to help me plot scene by scene, or um, I personally break it up chapter by chapter for my novels. And um, you can also use it for your character development, because you can start a new folder and use index cards for your characters and however you like to build your characters, you can build them there in Scrivener. And the nice thing about it is you can sync it to Dropbox and you can also access it from multiple computers. And Scrivener is now out for iPad. And so you can switch from machine to machine if you're the type of person that sounds like, like an iPad. advertisement,
1: but I have <laughs> found that people who love Scrivener all talk like that. Like yeah. um, it, is, it is one of the big things that people like to advocate for. Okay.
3: And I have tried it. Mm-hmm. And and I, it sounds like you and I are very opposite in our writing styles, Piper. Because I hate software. <laughs> I hate any time my computer thinks it's smarter than I am and tries to automate something. I use the most basic word processor word processor I can find, and I use barely any of its functionality. All I want to do is to be able to hit a key on the keyboard and have that letter show up on the word processor, and that's all I need. He's, he's in WordPerfect
2: three for DOS. <laughs> you
0: know what? I miss WordPerfect. <laughs> like if you gave me word perfect, I'd choose it over Word.
1: Joke, but I think that George Martin still writes in WordStar.
3: I would not be surprised. <laughs> I actually write in Pages on my iPad, uh, even when I am at home. I do travel a lot, uh, and I just have a Bluetooth keyboard, and I have Pages, and that's where I do all of my writing, uh, both at home and on airplanes and everywhere. You mm. know,
2: I think after the after the Scrivener pitch, it's worth pointing out that the when we talk about tools for writers, things that. If I don't have on hand, I will panic. Mm. A brick of index cards, a pen, Post-it notes, because sometimes... The idea comes, I'm like, oh, 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 I need to. And I grab an index card, and I grab a pen, and I write it down. And as I'm writing, I'm like, nope, this is more than just one index card. And I will start writing on index cards. I'm pantomiming that as I uh, talk, and uh, there is no video feed, so nobody's getting <laughs> the whole story. I appreciated it, Yeah, Howard. Someday um, there will be video But maybe. the stacks of index cards I will then carry into my office and use with, uh, typically with Microsoft Word, um, Also, in my office, I have Post-it notes because even though I have four monitors and can be putting research and notes and whatever else uh, to my left and my right while I'm writing on the main window, sometimes the low-tech solution of scribbling something on a Post-it note and sticking it to the edge of the screen is the best way for me to get the work done. Now, we're talking about drafting,
0: right? Yes. And so when we talk about drafting and— Sometimes, I, whether it's Microsoft Word or some other word processing unit, that you're, software that you're using to write, um, sometimes Word Sprints are a really great way to get your writing done. And there's a whole bunch of different apps that I've used for Word Sprints and then transferred into my main manuscript. So um, the one that I've used the longest is called Write or Die. And basically what Write or Die does is that it's a it's a, a window that you use. And if you stop typing for a specific amount of time, the screen starts to turn red and noise starts to happen and like evil things like spiders and stuff start crawling across your page um, and and then your words start to delete like in the in the hardcore like really yeah in the hardcore version if you wait long enough that your words start to get deleted off the page um
2: <sighs> I prefer the positive reinforcement version there of it. There are video die. games. There are video games that give me nightmares. <laughs> this one would give me waking nightmares oh, wow. and anxiety yeah. attacks.
0: It's tough, but there's a positive there's positive aspects of write mm-hmm. or die in the fact that, and I use the reward version. So every 250 words, I get puppies on my screen. <laughs> and I get this purring noise as it shows me kittens. Right? And then when I hit my word goal for that writing sprint, I get a dun dun chime, and woo and more puppies. So, write or die is kind of fun because it's incentive-based like that. Oh, wow.
1: All right, so I um, I worry that as I get older I'm turning into Ray Bradbury um, in the bad ways. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. that's not something like, to worry right around, right? no, no, <laughs> the, In the bad ways. So, Ray Bradbury like, famously refused to use a computer, right? He learned on a typewriter. He used the typewriter. He mm-hmm. had his process. And it talking about it has become a metaphor for the fact that writers... Find something they like and refuse to change. Yeah, and never change. I've been worrying about this with (laughs) myself lately. Like, when I was younger, I'm like, every new software version, I've got the most updated thing. I am nerdy hip. Um, Now, Word 2010. I've like latched onto and I didn't like 2013 and I, or 2016. I'm like, no, 2010 is my tool. And so I like have to make it work on newer versions of Windows that it's not built
3: for and things like this. I'm turning into one of these legacy you well, know, software and nightmares. 2010, that tracks almost perfectly with Douglas Adams. You've heard his quote, right? Mm. Uh, any uh, technology that existed when you were a kid is the way the world has always been. Anything that was invented... Before you were thirty-five is new and exciting, and anything that's invented after you were thirty-five is evil and terrible. <laughs> okay, yeah, that tracks and pretty that, well. That tracks <laughs> almost <Yeah>. exactly.
1: <laughs> um, I like using the uh, document map uh, to do my my structure. Um, if you don't know Microsoft Word, you can you can build an outline that just appears on the left side of your screen. It's very Scrivener-like in that aspect, um, and I use that document map a lot. I I just work in Microsoft Word. I have all these little things I tweak. Um, to make it do what I want it to do, because I want certain things to be auto replaced and not other things to be auto replaced. And I want to see certain things on the screen. And no, it, 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 I'm just turning into a, a really crotchety old man um, <laughs> when it comes to my software. Um, the other thing, let's talk about uh, PCs and uh, computers. You, you mentioned yours. I work on a PC, um, though, it's out of stubbornness because I probably should move to Macs. Because the number one thing I want in a PC is I want a laptop. That doesn't change between iterations. That I don't have to get used to a new keyboard layout or a new touchpad. That does that that tracks differently. That stuff just makes me annoyed because it distracts me from my writing. Awful for that. Yeah. All and so I use ThinkPads, um, and I have for years, and I like ThinkPads, but every ThinkPad is kind of put together with different components inside of it, even though they look the same. And so the trackpad is different every time I get a new computer. And I'm like, just, <laughs> just, just have the same resolution in the same trackpad, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I should be a Mac person, but giving more money to the ghost of Steve Jobs just rubs me the wrong way, I guess.
4: Hey, writers. Are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today.
1: Um, let's let's stop for our book of the week. Dan, why don't you tell us about Nexus?
3: Nexus by Ramesh Nam is the first of a cyberpunk trilogy that he wrote, and it is fantastic. Um, I uh, have been trying to read a lot more of the new cyberpunk because it, we're kind of in a little mini— I don't know if it's going to turn into a renaissance or if it's just, yay, more cyberpunk. Anyway, um Nexus is about uh, a drug called Nexus that people can use to network their brains together. And in the, in the very first chapter, you learn that this kind of college kid in uh, California has figured out how to keep it in his system permanently rather than the dose running out and needing another fix. And suddenly everyone in the world is trying to recruit him. Uh, to design their technology and their weaponry and everything else. And it deals with transhumanism. It deals with, um, with networked emotions and social experiences with, uh, you know, what, what is essentially telepathy. Uh, incredibly well-written, fast-paced thriller that will make you think hardcore about what the future of technology is going to be. Awesome. Repeat the uh, name. It is called Nexus, and the author's name is Ramez Nam, N-A-A-M. Excellent. Um, So let's
1: shift this. I want to pitch it back at Howard for a minute because he got me hooked on a software that I know he at least used to use, and this is WickedPad.
2: Yeah, uh, WickedPad. I I no longer use uh, WickedPad. I I no longer maintain a private uh, local wiki. Mm -hmm. Um, I have, there is a schlock mercenary wiki now that I roll out to and throw world-building notes into on a regular basis. Okay. Um, And but having having a searchable online source for backstory things, I mean, if it's super secret stuff, I don't put it out there. But the super secret stuff never is really ratified until I put it, it into the comic. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so i'm I'm fine with that. But having a Having an encyclopedia of some sort for the world you are building, if you're building a world that's bigger than just one book, so that, uh, or if you're writing the book over a long enough period of time that you can't keep the facts straight, uh, having some sort of way to keep that world straight in an encyclopedia is going to be super useful.
1: Yeah, I agree with this. I use the, the Wicked Pad still because what I needed, and this is so perfect for me, is I need something that I can look at and that my assistants can look at.
2: That and nobody be, else can look
1: and at And no it. one else can see. Um, and so it's not on the internet. It is stored locally. But we can all access it. And someone, um, uh, Karen, when I finish a book, goes through. She's our continuity editor. And she puts everything in from the new book and canonizes everything. <laughs> and then, you know, anything that we've tweaked in the writing of this book, she kind of puts down below
3: as old information and whatnot. It is, oh, it is so handy. See, I think if I had someone like that, Uh, that I might actually use a wiki. I have tried a couple of times to set up a wiki, and once again, I kind of defaulted to the low-tech version. With the Mirador series, I have a world Bible that is a word processor file in which I just wrote everything down, and I sent one to my assistant, and I sent one to my editor, and we all just read that.
0: I have to say that I have not ever tried a wiki, and now I'm tempted to. I keep my um, series Bible, or world Bible, in... um, OneNote and use the page organization because you can share that out to mm-hmm. somebody else like your editors and stuff. Um, and as a note for some of the aspiring authors, as you get more into your process, you do need to share that out right, to your editor so that they can see it, especially because when you get with any publishing house, whether it's traditional or digital, your editors could change mid-series. It's actually very likely yeah. to happen. So being able to give them access to your series Bible as they're editing your book is a really good thing. Mm. Um, so, I, I should do get use motion one note.
1: on mine. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't even thought of that.
0: And then I also use Aeon Timeline. Now, mm. that's specifically for timing notes. Um, Aeon Timeline allows you to capture key dates and times that are happening through your story for continuity. Now, that could be huge, big dates and times that have happened in your world, whether you're in romance and in contemporary setting or whether you're in fantasy or in sci fi. There are key dates that you need. Um, or you need something as simple as, what was the setting of the last book? Was that in the fall? Was that in the spring? What, like When was that? Because I need to think of how much later this next book is, how much time has passed, and what things could happen. Like, did characters age? You know, that kind of thing. So, and Timeline's actually pretty handy if you're going to have a lot of dates and times that are going to happen across
2: your series um, or if you're going to be doing flashbacks. yeah, yeah I, use a, I, I just use Microsoft Excel. I've got a spreadsheet full of full of important dates. Um, when we wrote the uh, 70 maxims of maximally effective mercenaries, and I had Carl uh, Tagon, Kaf Tagon, uh, Alexia Murtaugh, and Sergeant Schlock all had handwritten notes in the book, I was keeping track of when the book was in each individual's possession— and when they wrote the note, and as I started doing that, I thought, oh, this is fun. Oh, crap. I <laughs> this I cannot hold in my, na- in my head because it was, it was completely nonlinear. And so I, I just threw open a spreadsheet and, you know, date, 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 date. And it was awesome because I realized, and this is one of the reasons why I think tools are so, so when I said at the beginning of the podcast that the tools make us smarter, when I looked at the spreadsheet and realized, wait, according to this, Carl and Alexia were both in the same star system during this war, and I have never addressed that. What was she doing? Mm. And by asking that question, I came up with a whole bunch of backstory for her that the spreadsheet exposed for me. I love that because this year is about structure. And
1: this is how structure inspired story to yep. you, looking at the structure. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah.
1: Um, all right. We're going we're gonna to do uh, any other apps or any other discussions or
3: programs or things you use. I just wanted to add really quickly that I'm glad he brought up Excel because that is the one software tool that I use all the time. And I use it as an outlining tool. Um, my books will always start as handwritten notes, and then they get transfer- transferred into Excel which is where I figure out how the outline's going to work. And the columns are usually split into character or subplot or in the most recent book, um, mystery. Each column is a mystery that they are trying to track. That's an awesome and way of then doing then it. The rows are, you know, I will shuffle yeah. them up and down within their column to figure out, you know, which has to come first and which can second. And then that helps me know where the chapters line up and what's going to happen in each scene. That is a really yeah, clever I use, method.
2: I use spreadsheets yeah. for story beats as well. Um, the tool that we haven't talked about at all that is super critical for me and it also factors into this whole handbrain idea is the browser. Um, I have multiple windows on my PC uh, or multiple, excuse me, multiple monitors. Um, the monitor to my left, it needs to not be the one right in front of me. I will open up to a browser and I will be doing research. You know, sometimes I ask myself, wait, how, how old is the black hole at the center of the galactic core? Answer, we don't know. I looked at that. I researched that for an hour and found out that, nope, we just don't have a good answer to that question. Um, But I keep it to my left so that I am never relaxing and just staring at the browser window. When I relax and look forward, I see, oh wait, there's this blank page in front of me that needs words about this crap that I'm researching (laughs) over to the left.
0: So I use two different tools. Uh, One is in the digital world and the fact that I use um, Asana right now, but I'm always open to a new uh, time management sort of app. But Asana is nice because you can assign yourself tasks within a project and you can view them in boards. And what that allows me to do is organize them in a Kanban um, board style. Can you
1: spell
2: that Asana? A-S-A-N-A, and it's a time management tool. I'm going to provide links for... Uh, the Aeon timeline and for Asana and for Scrivener and these other things. Yep. So Asana
0: allows you both to look at tasks in a linear fashion. So you get a list of to-dos, right? Which was something that I'll do for um, a weekend of intense writing. Say, oh, I needed to build out this character or I wanted to write this scene or I wanted to um, figure out this plot thing, right? So I'll write those down. And then also because authors very rarely, once you're published, have just writing to do. We have like blog posts and highlights and interviews to fill out. I'll also have those tasks in there so I don't forget about them. Um, But what you can do is you can set it up and and manage it Kanban style, which allows you to have boards to manage your workflow. So the way that I do it, and I've done a a blog for it as well as a podcast um, that you can find at PiperJDrake.com. But uh, what I do is I set up a column for triage that lets me know all my tasks. And then I have do-today. I have in progress for right now and I have done and I just move those tasks and I never have more than two to three of those tasks in a particular column. And the in progress column should only have one at a time. right? So do today, we'll have two or three, <laughs> if only. Right? Yeah. And the idea is that you can manage your time. So Asana allows me to do that in both ways and it also allows me to manage it. So if I'm working on a collaboration project like an anthology, all of us have our tasks and our dates and our times. And we can also manage discussion in there. Um, So
2: that's a fun tool. On the subject of managing time, we're probably out of it by now. We are. Mm -hmm. We we could keep going and going and going. We could. Who's got our uh, homework? I do.
1: Um, And it's very easy. You're just going to try one of these programs, these different methods. It doesn't even have to be a program. You can try the index card thing if you've never done that. Um, I want... This year, this season of Writing Excuses, to get you to try to shake up your structure, your planning, your organization a little bit to see if there are tools that will help you be more creative. And this is a perfect example of something that might help you be more creative. Give it a try. This has been Writing Excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go write.
3: Writing Excuses
0: is a Dragonsteel production, jointly hosted by Brandon Sanderson, Dan Wells, Mary Robinette Kowal, and Howard Taylor. This episode was mastered by Alex Jackson. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each, then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone.